Sleep, sleep, sleepy boys. A sleepy boys in the house. Sleepy I think, boys. I think that this is this is not the latest we've ever recorded. One time we recorded at like eleven, <clears throat> I think, but it was like just post the holidays or something like that. Oh, that just having some milk. You know, you always have some nice warm milk after a workout. Yeah, when you're about good, to go to sleep. Some good warm blue prot milk, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying the whole gambit too. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm people trying don't talk about it enough. Sleeping is part of working I'm out. I'm trying soy. I'm trying chocolate cow. I'm trying um, buttercup. I'm yep. trying that green one from uh, Last Jedi. Oh yeah, whatever. Green milk. Yeah, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Fiscal boys. Fiscal boys. Hashtag fiscal boys. Hashtag sleepy boys. Hashtag sleepy, sleepy, sleepy boys. It's a Tuesday night. We're staring down the barrel of 10 p.m. I got 10 p.m. cocked and loaded right between my eyes, just waiting. Finger on the trigger, you know. Sleepy, sleepy boys. Uh, Reviews are in. Last week's episode. Well, I guess it's. Two weeks ago's episode, National Book Month remains canceled, and I don't at remains this point canceled. Really, people are. I mean, really, you were. Look, at this point, it's August, so I, you know, it wouldn't be National Books Month anymore anyway. But people are hurting about it being canceled unceremoniously and I don't care. I'm a man of my word. I'm sticking to my decision. National Books Month is canceled. National Books Month 2020, we'll see. Um, and so that was kind of a bummer. Um, and that's the thing, <clears throat> listeners, is when we have a hard set policy canceling National Books Month, that doesn't mean it's canceled forever. There can be changes that are made. People can apologize, like Lucasfilm, like Disney, as soon sure. as they get the Blu-ray out for Star Wars Resistance, or mm-hmm. even have a viable excuse on why it's not there, right? Mm-hmm. Once we find out, and we're sleuthing it right now, that it is mm-hmm. John Favreau's fault, mm-hmm. maybe we'll release a, an apology. Um, but right now, we yeah, can't talk about a current investigation like the Mueller report. Okay. But anyway, we were able to kind of keep going with a regularly scheduled programming Last week, um, we were going to talk about the making of Solo a Star Wars Story book, Making Solo a Star Wars Story, and everybody's like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. National Book Month got canceled. But luckily, August is, of course, Nonchinal Fiction Month, the month of nonfiction. Um, and so that was good. We got that in, but we had had one more book planned, and uh, I guess someone on Reddit got a hold of Pete and I's um, private MySpace messages and figured out our roster of books we were going to cover uh, and realized, hey, there's one book that didn't get covered. There's one book we're not going to hear about because National Book Month got canceled and it's fiction, <clears throat> so it's not National Fiction Month either. Luckily, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, here on Poe Boys, every month 
big, big thing we do every month. Every month. Since this podcast started so long ago, no end in sight, help me, is Letter of the Month. Letter of the Month. And, as always, the Letter of the Month is, of course, the first letter of the month, and it is August, and so August Letter of the Month, that's right, hashtag a. Hashtag letter of the month is A. And in honor of the letter of the month, we are going to be able to cover this book that Pete read and talk about it. Hashtag book boys. Hashtag sleepy book boys. Hashtag up after dark. But. Hashtag night boys. Yes. With a K. Um, like Batman. Because oh, we're cool. folding this book in not as a book and not as a fiction thing, but as a thing with letter A, we first have to go through all the other um, national letter of the month things. So um, I guess just real quick, you know, we, you know this, we do it every month with the letter of the month. Uh, We pick our top favorite things to start with the letter of the month. So we'll get through that real quick up top. And then we'll talk about this book hashtag book plus. But first, Letter of the month is A. So, Pete, let's hear it, baby. Top 10 Star Wars characters that start with A. We'll trade off. Go mm-hmm. ahead. A Yoda. Nope. Elo Asti. Nope. Try again. A Luke Skywalker. Nope. Oh, Anakin Skywalker. Done. Uh, first name. We're going last name. We're doing last names. And then Asti is the first. That You should accept that. Oh, good point. That's one. <laughs> uh, over to you. Uh, uh, Admiral Akbar, of course. Oh, no. Um, Doubled Ad- up. Admiral Akbar's cousin, April. April Akbar? Sure. We'll take it. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I cough when I'm uh, uh, sleepy and stalling. Um, I'm going to go Anakin Skywalker. I already... No, last names. Uh, you have you don't have anything. All right, Padme Amidala. That's Ugh. two for me. Ugh. Um, Daddy Amidala, Padme's dad. Mommy Amidala, Padme's mom. We know those characters exist somewhere. Aunt Beru. Big A right there up front. Um, let's see, Asajj Ventress. Boom! Perfect, perfect. These are in order. And last but not least, Anakin Skywalker. Um, Ayla Sakura. Star Wars ships. Let's start with A. I'll go first. A wing. All right. Um, B wing. Nope. A B wing. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, probably have to go with uh, like a Y wing. You never see C wings or D wings. What's up with that? Spoilers for what we're getting to. What are you talking about? Don't worry about it. Um, in all, let's come clean. I did just type in Wikipedia the letter A and then just start <laughs> listing things off. <laughs> just if we're being honest here. Great. Well, Doughboys, if you're listening, we're still in a feud, and that's a one-time thing, and not something I did when I entered your little hashtag Rogue One Character Contest, and you totally ignore me like a bunch of punks. 
I honestly feel like we should just block them. And then when they realize, oh, we have all of these followers gone, then they'll, you know, trace their steps. Or they'll still be in a food coma because they're stupid and I hate them. Well, I don't... <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I think this episode will come out on August 15th. And at that point, it'll be about three weeks away mm-hmm. from me going to see the Doughboys live. Um, and I, I sprung for a meet and greet thing. So I'm I'm going to go see Mitch and Nick in person. You're going to confront I'm, them? Absolutely. I'm going to wear my Poe Boy shirt. I'm going to, you know, if I have the opportunity to ask a question, I'm going to steamroll them and be like, hey, what's up? But if I don't, I'll just wait till the meet and greet. And be like, hey, what's up? I don't think they're going to take that very well. I don't care. So that's good. I mean, My understanding is comedians love it when you treat them as if they are familiar with you and your friends and you rib on them. I think comedians I think comedians uh, pretty, like that a lot. Like, polite term for what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're sure. honestly just the scum of the earth. <laughs> and... I'm always surprised that I don't see all their material on 8chan. Infamously, uh, at least nominated for um, Dirtbag of the Year. Won the one or were nominated for the Pobie for that. They um, tied with um, the Great Blue Creep and... Mm -hmm. Oh, um, John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah, okay. That was years ago. That was. 50 years going strong. Look, we're talking about this book, Alphabet Squadron. Alphabet. Book boys. Book, 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 book boys. Sleepy boys. I got my little pillow. I got my little blanket. I pull over my head. I got my little book and my flashlight. My mom says I can't have the lights on, but I found a loophole. Gotta read quiet. Mommy's gonna beat me up. Listeners. It's a Sometimes, and we're having this conversation off mic about this, of... Josh is a person that doesn't care that he's outdated. And listeners, I apologize to you having to listen to that because he doesn't realize that most people don't even have nightlights anymore. They use their Kindles. They use their iPads. Um, That whole thing that he's talking about is something that happened in the 90s where you weren't allowed to have your, you know, bedside table light on. So you just had to have this little flashlight. Um, But don't even worry about it. And listeners, here's, here's an insult coming. <laughs> <laughs> P is under the understanding that young people enjoy him. It's something we try and kind of let's stop aside, before you just make but... me feel worse. All right. So um, this book was written by Alexander Freed. Um, Has she written he, um, any other Star Wars stuff? Um, it's a it's a he. Uh, um, Alexander. A, Alexander. Oh, my bad. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at this picture of him. Um, He wrote Star Wars The Old Republic, the novelization. Um, Some book called Blood of the Empire. Never heard of it. Okay, never Um, read it. Star Wars The Old Republic, The Lost Sons. Okay, never read it. And then he wrote um, Star Wars Purge, The Tyrant's Fist um in 2012 that one i know from having just heard about it now and never having read it okay and then previously he was a writer for bioware which is the bioshock people no knights of the old republic mass effect oh so he wrote for mass effect okay 
So, I like those. Um, he has dabbled in the Star Wars universe. Um, he's, you know, had a handful of books. Yeah. So let's set some ground rules before we get too deep into these this book. I feel like we're still maybe like we're professionals. Maybe we're still trying to figure out what Book Boys is and who it's for. Um, like last time, I guess we'll probably wrap up with me deciding whether or not I'll read this book. But I'm not sure if we are aiming this at an audience who has read this book, who isn't sure if they want to read this book or not, uh, who won't read this book. I think our discussion is probably going to touch on the involvement of one Harrison Dula in this book. I'm curious about that, so I want to talk to you about that. So you can probably assume there'll be spoilers for Rebels and for that character within this book. I don't know how deep we're going to go into it. It's like, if you care about spoilers, probably just, you know, you've you've listened enough. If you're, you know if you're listening is. to this um, to not be spoiled, stop listening. Um, if you just kind of want to know my take on it, and then we'll talk about Harrison Dula just in a larger context... I think mm-hmm. that's probably what this conversation is going to be. But um, Josh has no show notes. Um, I forgot to write some, so this is just me. Okay, so I have none, and you forgot. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I read the book, so. Curious. Um, Curious. Am I going to get all the characters' names? Am I going to get all the characters' names right? Sure, you read a book. Great job. Yeah, cool, you read a book. Um, okay. Pete, now that you've read Alphabet Squadron... Do you know your ABCs? <clears throat> and I know them backwards. Can you can you prove that you know them? Yeah, but here's the thing can that you, they tell you when you you're talking to bullies is you don't you, know your ABCs? you don't actually have to do those things because that just gives okay. your bully power. And since <laughs> I'm bullied by no one, we'll get into uh, it. So sure. um, I'm just gonna read the publisher summary. So that's uh, all right. And then I'm just going to read the publisher summary of Alphabet Squadron. um, And then we'll talk about it. It's divided into like nice four little mini paragraphs. So I'll just talk about that um, step by step. The summary? Well, there's the summary and then I'll expand on it as I remember stuff about this. Where are you reading the summary? Oh, Wikipedia. There's a published summary. You You can't just read Wikipedia's summary of a book. Um... Yeah. No, you need to summarize it yourself. I don't remember most of it. You I can't mean, just plagiarize from Wikipedia. It's not plagiarizing for a it. It's getting it as source material. And you just watched me plagiarize seven minutes ago when we were doing the A's. That's listing names, not real. Oh my gosh! All right. Anyway, so um, on the verge of a victory in a brutal war, uh, five new Republic pilots transform from hunted to hunters. In this epic Star Wars adventure set after Return of the Jedi, Alphabet Squadron follows a unique team, each flying a different class of starfighter as they struggle to end their war once and for all. So if you look at the... Tell me this. Tell yeah, me go this. ahead. Yeah, A-Wing in here? Um, you do have an A-Wing. Yeah, if you look at the, if you look at the, the um, cover picture, um, it's a woman that... We got a B-Wing in this bad boy! Yeah, anyways, if you look at the cover picture... Now, um, okay, you guys have an A-Wing, you guys have a B-Wing. I know there's probably not a U-Wing in there. There's a U-Wing, yeah, there's a U-Wing. What? 
Yeah. Pete. Pete. Yeah. Pete, you got an X-Wing up in there? Yeah, the X-Wing is, again, oh! if you... Hold on. If you look at the ty- the, the cover book, the cover page, you'll see all of the letters in there. to tell me, though, that there's also a Y-Wing in there. That would be insane. Don't make me do it. Tell me there isn't. Don't make me do it. There's... There is. Yep, no, yep, yep, yep there is. What? Yeah. It goes... A, B, X, Y, U. Those are the five letters in Alphabet Squadron. Curious. So, um, this is... I like that U-wing. Huh? I like that U-wing. Um, it doesn't really make sense to be in a squadron, since, um... Great point. It's basically a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) And listeners, for those of you that aren't familiar with... A um, U-wing. It has only been Rogue seen one. in one of the movies, right? Um, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Sorry, um, Rogue One. Yes, it's the main ship in Rogue One. Uh, if you get the um, Art of Rogue One book, they have like dozens upon dozens Just of. Just burning through content. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> Look, these art of books, yada yada. Everyone in these Star Wars movies, they always talk about one of the art designs being the huge challenge of the movie. For Force Awakens, it was Kylo Ren's mask. If you go through that art book, there's like 50 different ideas of what Kylo Ren's mask could be. For Rogue One, it was a U-wing, and one of the exercises they did was just like, all right, just go and draw as many ships as you can. You have like 30 seconds to draw a ship, and then skip it and on to the next one. And they're just funneling out these ideas and these ideas for ships. And that was what they landed on. And I like it a lot. And the Lego set was fun. Name three Lego sets that are not fun. Oh, and I win. So, a lot of the smaller ones are kind of a so, bummer. Um, they're cheap. It's, it follows Alphabet Squadron them focuses on five kind of near public pilots. Like a stormtrooper dropship. Um, but the main one even is um, Eureka. So I mean, I'd it's, is it Eureka or is it Erica? Uh, any it's Y R I C A. I'm just going to say Eureka. Bounty Hunter one um, came well, with IG88, my favorite character, so I had to get and, it. And for long, um, and the, it like, follows her, baby? and then how she Rad gets those four other people. But um, on top like, of the Bounty Josh, Hunter Josh, that's not a thing. Josh, enough. Hey, you enough, asked. Josh. Hey, enough. I was making a point, asked. and then you just have to beat it into the ground. So let's let's continue. So, Alphabet Squadron, um, this book is based... You start over, right in here. Alphabet Squadron is based right off of Return of the... After Return of the Jedi. Um, so, it's in the... Si- so, is it before Battlefront 2? Do they talk um, about like that It's, like, right after Battlefront 2. Because Battlefront 2 is Project Cinder, right? Right. Yeah, they touch on Project Cinder. And okay. um, those, those other... That other book series. So it's after the Battle of Jakku, then. E- yes. No, because gotcha. after the battle, the Battle of Jakku is when the Empire lost for good. Jakku is. I what, don't remember the plot of Battlefront Two entirely. All right, it's after Return of the Jedi yeah, before Force Awakens. Yeah, Lincoln. so closer to Jedi than Force Awakens. Yeah, Lincoln. so the three. This book is set in um, the context of Battlefront Two. There's this thing called Project Cinder. Which is basically where um, Palpatine has all these like robots that 
go and tell all of his like um, leaders across his military to basically pick random planets. Um, some are good, some are bad, and just like basically annihilate them. Yeah, it's like I'm dead now, so burn it all. Um, yeah, so that's like the uh, campaign of Battlefront Two. Although I don't even know if it really had yeah. campaigns. It did. It was short. And then um, it's also set during the time of that book series that I'm completely forgetting. It was the first aftermath. aftermath yeah. Does it um, does it flop around in time, flash forward, flashback, or is it fairly? Um, it's it's, one it's time fairly period? linear. Um, there's a flashback, but we're not going to get into it. Um, gotcha. So um, it's. Set in the Aftermath Battlefront, they reference Cinder a lot. They don't reference Aftermath whatsoever. Um, But it just basically expands on other squadrons that existed. So if you want to know, and you're a person that watches Rebels, and um, you want to know more about where Hera was during all of this, this is the book for you. Because this book basically explains... Here, she was a general. She was in charge of an armada. And here's what we sh- she was doing right after Return of the Jedi. They don't explain what she was doing during Return of the Jedi or during um, Empire Strikes Back. But this is a good book that mm-hmm. provides some background for it. And if you are a Hera head, uh, as we all are, um, yeah. you get like the a little brief... Uh, encounter with her in the Dr. Aphra comic book oh, series really? that takes place after New Hope but before Empire Strikes Back. Um, I can't point you to the specific story arc at the moment, but I mean, and it's a it's a relatively small thing, but she's in there, she talks, you get an idea of what she's doing um, during, you know, post-destruction of the first Death Star and stuff like that. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's a character that's um, definitely being heavily utilized in the extended universe, which is very cool because it's a great character. So... So she's, she's not in... She's not sidelined on this book. She's like a main... Uh, no, I would say supporting cast. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the, the main story is the members of Alphabet Squadron. So it's the five right. pilots... And then um, the person that's directly in charge of them, but Alphabet Squadron is on Hera's ship, and then Hera takes over at one point, and then that's when she's more of a main character. What kind of ship are we talking? Mon Calamari cruiser type deal? Um, no, it's something from the Clone Wars that like they they okay. say like, oh, this thing's barely you know still around or still afloat, and um, they don't really get into it all that much. Um, Mm -hmm. they, other than there's like one end of the book, um, battle scene and they're just kind of a support ship. So it's Mm -hmm. going through battles. So basically alphabet squadron is scouting for a big battle and they're like, Hey, we're going to go through these 13 like galaxies in this, not galaxies, these 13 like solar systems. systems. And once we get to the 13th one, we'll be close enough to attack what Alphabet Squadron wanted. So basically, they're doing their own thing throughout the entire book. And then Hera is um, accomplishing her mission of controlling sector by sector by sector. 
So, gotcha. um, it follows um, Eureka Quell, um, who's like the new character. Um, the character on the yeah, cover. Yeah, the character on the cover. I'm curious because they're they clearly set Alphabet Squadron to be a sequel. Um, if we're gonna see her. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be a trilogy. Is it? Yeah. So there'll be like B Squadron yeah. next up and C Squadron. <laughs> um. Doesn't it doesn't go Alphabet B C? Come on, man. Anyway, um, I confirm you don't know your B's. All right. <laughs> got to compose myself because I'm so angry. You're fine. Why do people think that when you insult somebody and you say you're fine, that just immediately makes them feel better? That that never works ever. <laughs> like, hey, I insult you. You're fine. Stop it. You're okay. That's not that's not you're how you deal with here. I'm the problem. Oh, yep, that's another. Yeah. That's you're just in the you just have the playbook of how to deal with Emotional drama, don't you, Josh? Anyway, yeah. anyway, I'm curious if this is going to be something emotionally dramatic going on. The fact that you don't understand what your microaggressions are doing <laughs> belays the point of what is happening here. Anyway, my point is, and as you pointed out, that it is going to be a trilogy of books. I'm pretty sure. Aftermath. I feel like I saw that explains on our Snap Wexley. You know, the question that we never uh, wanted to know about, like, oh, Snap Wexley, he's so cool, blah, 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 blah. What's his real name again? I don't know. Yeah, they use it all the time. Tor- Tor- Tormin or... Tommen. Nope, that's Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I keep thinking Game of Thrones. It's not far off. Uh-huh. Because he's, like, one of the protagonists of the Aftermath books. I have zero interest in... Like, I have Wikipedia up right now. I could easily... Yeah, it's not yeah. worth it. Anyway, I'm curious if this is going to be like that. Um, because she is... So Eureka Quell was um, like the second in command of Shadow, Shadow Wing, which is like basically a squadron in the Empire. And hmm. they are um, just like a deadly like force in the Empire. They're not like the top squadron, but they're like up there um and she do they say who the top squadron is no they just say like they were not important enough to be at the battle of endor so they Mm, were so they were like their missions were successful and they always won but they were not like the top of the top because they would have been at the battle of endor basically so she um eureka quell is the second in command of that shadow wing and then she witnesses um, Project Cinder, and then she intervenes. So um, she fails to stop Project Cinder on this planet, and then the rebellion finds her ship, and then sees her like battle log basically, and then they throw her into this like basically camp of ex Imperials that either want to defect. Or that they've just captured. Um, so she's a ex-imperial that realized what she did was wrong, and is trying to make up for it. She just fly a standard Tie Fighter, or she got something fancy? Just a standard Tie Fighter. They do really get into this book. Um, the like she has she has the X-wing in Alphabet Squadron, 
And she, mm-hmm. in every single chapter she's flying, is like, on a TIE fighter, we don't have astromech droids. They're so stupid. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, thanks, astromech droid. That was really cool of you. And it's just like this progression of her, like, being like, TIE wings are so much more precise, but they have no shielding. Whereas this X-wing can, like, take a pounding, and it's not as maneuverable, but she's still better than most people, so... She's able to deal with it. Do they mention her having been in any of the battles from the movies? Um, she, no. I mean, not Endor, no, but like. No, she was in yeah. just some battles. I, I assume they're probably from like the comics or something, um, but she yeah, wasn't probably. in any of them. There was the A-Wing pilot um, was in the Battle of Endor. The Y-Wing pilot was like one of the first defectors. But he tur- and they're all defectors. The whole squad. They're not is all defectors. Um, only the A wing, only the um, X wing, and the Y wing are defectors. Who's the A wing pilot? The A wing pilot is. Oh my gosh, I've already forgotten his name. He's basically just some some squadron that you hadn't really ever heard of before. Is he a Duros like Cad Bane? Is he that? No, guy? he's he's um, it's a new planet where like. It's uh, they're humanoids um, and they have complete control uh, with animals. It's basically like they described the plot to Avatar um, and oh, he okay. flies these like, you know, those like Avatar um, creatures. Yeah, yeah the pterodactyls. He, that's his experience flying. Um, so like it was like these people, they're like, oh, the wars come to us. So then they send the top male pilots from each village and he's part of he's one of them so like he's about to retire um because he's like battle of Endor, it's over i'm i'm leaving and then mm-hmm. he gets drawn into alphabet squadron because all of them um the whole point of alphabet squadron is that each of them their squadron got wiped out gotcha um except for you know the the u-wing which is a, just a helicopter um I don't, I don't know why that U-Wing's there, but each of them, like, you hear the story about how the B-Wing or the A-Wing gets wiped out, which is pretty cool, actually. Um, the story of the A-Wing and the B-Wing getting wiped out, um, that was really enjoyable, because um, it goes into, like, they're, each of them also has lost a Shadow Wing, which is why they join. So they watch as her former troops just wipe out um, her her squadron left and right, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Are you going to read the sequel? Yeah, I'll read the sequel for sure. Nice. Yeah, there's a big twist ending, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, and it also it's kind of gritty, not like gritty in the sense that it's like gratuitous violence and that there's a lot of like adult content. If you were the MPAA, where are you going to rate it? Um, I would rate it A for awesome. Anyway. That's that's not how movies are um, rated. I would rate it, like, I don't know, PG-13. Okay. I mean, there certainly is, like, violence. And, like, mm-hmm. one of the characters basically keeps being like, I would kill this person right now if, the, if, I, if they weren't going to help me get to my goal, basically. So there's, like, one person in the squadron that wants to kill her the entire time, but he keeps, like, Mm -hmm. holding back because he wants to kill Shadow Wing more than he wants to kill her. 
but um, it goes into, like, if you're a person that likes to know the, like, logistics, like, this book is very small potatoes. Um, Shadow Wing, its literal goal was to take over a mining planet like Bespin, and then they put mines everywhere so that if a armada was going to come, they had to fight them ship to ship. And they kept basically mining for another, you know, element that you've never heard of before because Star Wars loves uh, these uh, yeah. elements. <laughs> um, Every freaking book. And they're like, this element will fuel all of the ships or something. So this one planet basically sustains the Empire, um, and their goal is to, like, cut off their energy supply. So... It's like very small potatoes, um, and it's more of just an explanation of, you know, what happens to people right after a war happens. Because this is something that, like, this is something that happens like in the real world too, when like um, people are overthrown in different countries. Um, because it's not like you know you wipe out when the head is overthrown. Yeah, well, yeah. when the head's overthrown, that doesn't just mean the head. Right. It means um, like all of the people that were backing the head. So there's just a bunch of examples. I can think of like three that come up of why these conflicts um, are continuous and why it's really difficult once you overthrow somebody. So like Iraq, for instance, is like a a prime example of this where um, Saddam Hussein, he is part of this uh, party called the Baathist Party. B-A-A-T-H-I-S-T Bathis, Bathis, anyway um, and he put all of these people into power and they had all these military positions and he had all this military training for his people, the U.S. In, the US come in um, wipe out, you know, the infrastructure and then all of these military people aren't allowed to continue to be military which is why all these conflicts are happening because you have all these trained soldiers that aren't allowed to be soldiers. So this book is get, is pretty good getting into what happens to people after the military's gone, right? And, like, Star Wars Resistance also touches on that with, like, Yeager, right? Where, um... Yeah, good time. You know, after Yeager... And what's his name that we never... Griff, who we still have not gotten any more yeah. info on. And it's like, what did, what did they become, right? You know, Yeager... Um, became a, a mechanic, um, and Griff, you know, becomes a racer. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, uh, Yurika Quell, the main character in Alphabet Squad, and she's like, I have no utility outside killing people and being a pilot. Put me to use. Um, but that's kind of what happens when you throw overthrow people is you have, you know, they can either join you, but you were just fighting them, so why would you want them to join you? Or you're just leaving them with the skill set and nothing to do. I, I mean, that's that's kind of like why what I was thinking about um, mm-hmm. because and it's really kind of silly to apply like real world issues. Like I don't know if this Alexander Freed was thinking about like U.S. involvement in Iraq or like what's happening in C- I disagree. I don't think it's silly. I think that science fiction and genre fiction is is a good way of dealing with those kind of things and thinking about those kind of things in a almost a, a nerfed environment, you know, and encountering those kind of ideas in a less 
contested space. Yeah, well, I mean, you're a person that's written before, you know, written a couple um, short stories before. How much of um, historical historical points do you take into account when you're writing a story, or are they kind of? Well, I tend to write things that are smaller scale and have to do more with interpersonal stuff. So I, you know, it's not the um, same thing, but it's still, you know, you take from the real world and you apply it to fiction and you deal with things in the real world through fiction. Uh-huh. I mean, I, th- I know, and you, you probably know this more than I do, like George R. R. Martin from Game of Thrones um, based like the Red Wedding on what, the War of the Roses? Yeah, he's got well, yeah, he's got all kinds of historical <clears throat> ideas backing that up. I mean, I think the wall is based on an actual wall somewhere, and I think that he has said that that's where the whole idea spiraled out of was visiting that location. So oh, really? Okay. Double check me on Interesting. that. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm yeah. not. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure on this. And I mean, Star Wars itself is. I mean, a lot of people will say is a critique of Vietnam, and it happens. Really. You know very shortly thereafter and 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 critique on world war ii and stormtroopers being you know nazis and and so on and so it's interesting though that in the movies though you know it's a critique of nazis but all of the imperial troopers were british yeah but they did also you know it's an independent film and it filmed in london (laughs) yeah fair enough yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think you have to be weary of deciding that any given piece of genre fiction is an allegory, with you know one-to-one variables that correspond exactly with real-world events. But I think thematically and intellectually, it can be, it can heighten um, your thought process about real-world events and your participation. And it's in also, it's also like. It's, it's not parallels. like the U.S. Iraq example for this book, you know, is a one to one because, you know, the U.S. is much stronger. Um, they overthrew Iraq, the um, dictatorship in Iraq, and then everything else unfolded. Whereas in this book, it's yeah. the underdogs that have the support of the people take out the global power, the global hegemon. So it's not 100, you know, it's not obviously not going to be 100 percent. Right. When you yeah, you have this, you know, relatively small band of folks taking out this sprawling thing and just utterly lacking the infrastructure to even if they made a point of consolidating those assets and those people just being totally out of the I'm curious if this is also going to and I'm sure it's not, but if this will have a tie in to the Mandalorian, because the Mandalorian's also like in a world where the empire doesn't exist, it's just imperial defectors. Here's what's happening, and bounty hunters, you know, have free reign in this one area. Because mm-hmm. this book, Resistance, and The Mandalorian are all different takes on what happens right after Return of the Jedi. Right. Which is also interesting, too, because, like, we know, like, Luke tries to restart the Jedi Academy and that it fails, but it's not failing because he went, he took them on missions. You know, he never, for all we know, he never took them on any missions. So he completely, Mm -hmm. you know, took himself out of the global policing, the trying to do better, trying to help out the galaxy because he was starting this Academy and then building it up. So it's 
interesting mm-hmm. that at least in one instance, which is the Mandalorian, you know, Luke starting the Jedi Temple is happening concurrently. Because right now in Af- in Alphabet Squadron, we don't know what Luke's up to, but it's right after the Return of the Jedi. And then he's in Exile and Resistance. So in the Mandalorian, I mean, they're not going to touch on him whatsoever, but it's also in a world where there's all these different takes that are going on. So, closing closing thoughts. Um, I I mean, this is a, this is a book. Um, if you like Hera, um, I think that this is the last you're going to see of Hera for a while, outside of. I wouldn't be so sure. Outside of some maybe a comic, like I'd be I wouldn't I'd be surprised if we see her in Resistance for. Oh yeah, well, man, I don't know. But I feel like she'll pop up in, you know, comics yeah, and books. Yeah, I mean, if this, if this is a trilogy, she's obviously in that. I wonder... No. I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if there'll be any Rebels crossover with this Jedi Fallen Order game we got coming out in a few months. I don't but think so. In some of the gameplay footage, we see that character allied with Saw Gerrera, yeah. so who knows? I'm curious, so we at the end of Resistance... Resistance spoilers for those listening. Um, for, se- for season one, available on DVD, August twentieth. I actually, in a moment of weakness, almost bought season one on iTunes, and like I had mm-hmm. it, I was typing in, I was like pressing my thumb for to fingerprint confirm, and then I'm like, "What is the matter with you? It's obviously going to be on Disney Plus with no ads." But not at launch. Oh, really? As of now, it looks like they've released their launch lineup. I mean, that doesn't mean it won't end up on there. I'd be shocked if it didn't end up on there. But currently, <clears throat> and to be fair, I don't know the, uh, the the veracity of these claims. But on the Force.net, which is, in terms of Star Wars news sites, I feel like fairly reputable. They usually don't jump on any rumor out the mill. Um they released the purported opening day lineup for Disney Plus, and it had Rebels on there, and it had Clone Wars on there, and it had like four Star Wars movies on there. Not all of them, but no Resistance. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I almost, I almost bought that. Um, but um, <clears throat> the end of season one for Star Wars Resistance, you know, they plot a course, but you don't know where the course is, right? Mm-hmm. I would think that would be the most likely in on some of the Rebels characters. Snoke. Oh, sure. No, because you know, you know, Snoke's not going. to... The course is Snoke. <laughs> what they like see Snoke on on the hyperlane, and they're like, Snoke. "Where's Snoke going?" Oh, it's too late. Yeah. We gotta. We have our own problems. We're this ginormous ship <laughs> that was in water for the last twenty years. How's that not a Lego set yet? I hope that there's an episode about how rusty it is and how they have to get in spacesuits and go outside and just scrub that bad boy down. I with assume WD-40. that season two of Star Wars Resistance is just lost in space. Star Wars. Yeah, but how will we know? It's not going to have a trailer or anything. Freaking panel week on Monday. We just know nothing. Like a couple what of days. Twenty three. I don't even think we have an air date yet. That's true. That's true. We'll probably find it at D23. D23 Expo, August 23rd, 25th. 
So you'll get our take on this probably three weeks from now. I mean, I don't know. I think it'll probably be the next episode. Um, well, I mean, let's ma- let's map this out real quick as prime content. Yeah, let's do this on the air. Yeah, this episode should come out on the fifteenth. No, so oh, it'll no, be yeah, it'll be two weeks. You'll you'll hear our takes in on the twenty ninth. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, we both have we. I mean, we what got, else are we're we both talk busy about? Pe- busy people. Star Trek. At least Star Trek Tell has a trailer, it. which I'm uninterested in. And I like Discovery. Oh, the Picard one? Yeah, it's it's I it's not for me. Well, I don't think they're courting new viewers yet. I think that first trailer is very much courting people who are Trekkies and Trekkers and watch, you know, Next yeah. Generation, which I did not. I know Heard is great. It's nine seasons nine long. Seasons I don't long. watch television. What do you want nine from me? Nine seasons? Seven or nine. I've watched all the movies, okay? I watched all the Next Generation movies. First Contact is very good, okay? I've seen it. i done that. I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. See, priorities. Will Whedon, who's like in the Big Bang Theory, and like his whole thing is like, oh, it's Will Whedon from Star Trek. I still like yeah, have generation. no idea. Wesley Crusher. What? Wesley Crusher is his character. Yeah. Name. Never, I haven't seen anything like that to make me actually care. Sure. But um, who am I? Just a influencer and a shaker and mover in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in closing, no, I'm not going to read the book. Sounds great. Uh, I don't read books. What do you want from me? Um, again, letter of the month is A. Uh, and to, to close out, I figured Pete and I will each uh, name our, our favorite Exercise that starts with an A. Um, you want to go yeah, first? I'll go or you want first. me to go first? Um, ab crunch. Arm punch. See you guys later. <laughs>